Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Transformers, you and I were like taking turns trying to murder the other person in their sleep at TFCon. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that where our rivalry began is when we shared the room at TFCon. But that's where our hatred was was, you know, fermented. You found out how awful each of the other one was. Yeah. Weirdo likes grape nuts. I was speaking more in the general Destron. I had a specific grocery store because Apparently, in the last 30 years since I ever like bought great nuts, they changed the box design, so I couldn't figure out what the heck they look like. And of course, they're on the bottom shelf. Maybe yeah, we'll easy access today. for children. I have not opened Look what I was playing oh, with. You. I was Anna. playing with the same thing Paul was. It's like we're the same person. Anna, how could you uh, get that? Don't you already have like 500 sound waves? I, I sold my only um, Shattered Glass sh- sound wave at TFCon oh. because I knew I was getting this one. There you go. Was that one actually more like, expensive than this? Uh, no. No, because I got it when it first came out, so I got it for a cheap price, and I sold it without the cassettes. Because I wanted to keep the cassettes because, you know, this this particular version uh-huh. of Shattered Glass Ravage is fantastic. And the one that comes with this is awful. So, but yeah, so, I got yeah. So, what, what do you think one. of the? I didn't new, really like it. I mean, we're we're on Microcasters 2.0, right? So you, you can just we can sit there and review Soundwave. This is a question we were talking about in the Discord, Paul. Does yours have annoyingly ratcheted shoulders? Like. No. Does it go from flat to 45 and nothing in between? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. Don't they all, I mean, it, I assume they all are, all the sound waves are like that. I don't know. I, oh, I just sound I just packed away that. six of them. I could have tested that. <laughs> but, but now they're, now they're uh, very far away. Maybe this is a this downfall is of the Earthrise mold that everyone thinks. Yeah, this is my first time with Earthrise mold. As we call it, which it isn't. <laughs> well, it, it is. What, what is Phil doing on camera? I, I thought my sound wave, my Earthrise sound wave, was readily available, and I could grab him and check his shoulders, but he's not. I still think that a noise. tape tape butt is funny because it's also on his front. Right. Yeah. The head is yeah, great. The head, the head is you know worth the price of admission here. I mean, that's the new model. Yeah. That's it always been a problem. Bad. It's always been a problem with Shattered Glass Soundwave is do you tie something to his head or what? Because it's never molded, but they, they did a really good job here. There you go. 
Yeah, so you're you're right, Anna. This this the Earthrise Netflix one does have that, like it, it okay. goes from like to go up to ninety degrees. There's no real motion issue, but then yeah, to go from forty five to zero, it's just all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a real fan of that. It's just weird. It's like yeah. it's not going to really affect my enjoyment of the toy. It just no. feels uncomfortable compared to the usual. This is a, a worthless gripe, and the only reason you didn't know about it before is because you didn't have the first version. Because you that is correct. Well, I and have, everyone else in the Discord is the same. I, I had the first version, but I don't think I really necessarily noticed it. I don't know, but I I'm also right. not sitting there messing with the arms back and forth constantly. So you know, it's yeah, a non-issue. Non like, it transforms. So I put on shelf. I dod. It's what you do. So yeah. of course, right. I mean, I played with well, that like, toy quite a bit. I never noticed yeah. the show. Like, it just doesn't <laughs> compute to me, I guess. Right. Sound Blaster doesn't have that problem. Well, he's the, he's no, the Sound Blaster mold. didn't have that problem. Yeah, because he's, he's the, the, he's the other mold. Clearly, they, they made, whether intentional or not, they made a change to that shoulder joint. I actually yeah, my... didn't realize how many differences there were with the mold. I thought it was a lot more similar. But, uh, no, it's, it's pretty different. It's... Almost like it's an Earthrise version versus the Siege version. But it's not, because it wasn't an Earthrise. It was. They even called it Earthrise Soundwave when they revealed it as the Netflix Yeah, toy. but then, Same thing with Bumblebee. then it was just a Netflix toy. Did, it, did the Netflix toys actually say Earthrise on them? I don't remember that. I thought they all said Siege. They didn't say, they said War for Cybertron. What they okay, they didn't say nothing on them. Well, it's a different uh, line. It's kind of like the Voss-tron hot now. Link just says War for Cybertron yeah. trilogy. Yeah, the Velocitron toys are legacy toys. They're just, you know, car. They're, they're, yeah. they're put down a separate channel above, underneath legacy. I get it. Will now have I legacy get it. Evolution. What is what Phil? I just sold something on eBay. Oh, good. Is it something that something big? Is it a, yeah. Oh, is it a uniform? wait, hey, way to go! I just sold my unicorn on eBay. Yeah. Oh wow! Nice. Let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Cheers to that! Now I gotta. If you weren't getting a tax feel... statement from them before, you're getting it now. <laughs> oh yeah. Did no, you keep that's... the shipper box? I did not. Oh. <laughs> Well, you'll yeah, I, yeah, I that bad. got discarded at TFCon. I feel bad for uh, like whoever you're shipping it out with. Is like, is that going to be post office or UPS or what? I'm going to do UPS or FedEx. Hmm. You do do uh, we can t I can try to help you out with that later if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'll take any tips. There you go. I actually might have some boxes that are close to being big enough. I don't know. We had some, we bought some uh, deck furniture over the summer and we still have those boxes. Oh, geez. I was oh, going to say you'd have to go buy a refrigerator real fast. J just be careful of packaging that. I mean, that'd be a hell of a return from eBay, right? <laughs> if you had any kind of issues with that, oh, yeah. my God. I got pictures in the listing from all angles of it, so... Every time I've shipped one of those, I say a prayer to a God I don't believe in. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Now you can fund the Deathsaurus, right? Oh, I've already funded the Deathsaurus. And and oh, who is who posted today? Like I saw surgeon numbers yesterday, and someone posted. I don't know if it was from Hasbro official or whatever. That's like we got numbers in from Mexico. That's where the new two thousand orders just came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I, so is yeah. Mexico? Like, I wonder who's taking orders from Mexico. Probably just retailers. Know. Right. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Los, I mean, Los Pulse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happened with Victory Saber, too. That's a big part of the surge, and that's what happened with Unicron, amongst other nefarious potential things. But, like, they these are available at wholesale prices if you're at a certain level of, of retailing. Right. Like, these are not offered through regular... Like, like these is like Hasbro Direct... Any, anyone that, that buys direct from Hasbro can purchase these things. Man, now I can afford to buy my kids' Christmas presents. <laughs> there you go. You can Spark. give them the new Earth Spark toys. Well, not for you Christmas. Know? Yeah, not for Christmas. Yeah. That's a segue. No, Catherine was making a segue. Wait, oh, there's a the segue. title oh, of our episode hey, tonight is Oh Spark. All the rest. And all the rest. So this is the rest right here. That's a terrible stuff, title. It's like hey, vagaries. Hey, you know what? If you want, I can outsource the title selection to you. If you want, and you, you can Ooh. run with it. J just let me know. Every title will have poop in it. Yes, there you go. Right. that'll be better. So, yeah. So I guess we're going to uh, touch on Earthspark a little bit. Um I don't know how many episodes that you guys have actually watched so far. If you've been so tonight should have season. been Earth Spark colon it's not poop. But there you go. But like the first thing I kind of want to touch on with that is so I I don't know like how much it got sold to Nickelodeon for or Paramount or whatever to be on Paramount Plus right. But like I feel like if this is trying to showcase Hasbro like with their toys and everything. <laughs> Like, like, I don't know what kind of plan they've got going on there because one, I guess the first two episodes were on Nickelodeon, right? Like premiered there, but the rest of it, you got to sign up for a streaming service, Paramount Plus to watch it, right? So are they um, not showing it as a Nickelodeon cartoon at all? Not as a weekly thing? Well, in the future, perhaps, I don't know, but okay. as of right now, no, it's on Paramount Plus. The first two episodes. I remember. Combined one was. I remember eight thousand years ago they did that with Star Trek Discovery and made me not watch Star Trek for the next five years afterwards because they kept going to Paramount Plus because they showed the first two episodes on TV. So I was like, "Oh, it's going to be on every week on this time slot." I'm so excited for new Star Trek, and I was like, "No, guess what? By our streaming service, no." I hope well, they're not doing that with kids' shows. Know, maybe, this be awful. Like a, maybe this isn't, you know, an older person thing to be like, oh, it's on at a specific time. I get to watch it. Like, I mean. But I mean, like you're saying, though, making it free for kids. Like, this is something that's supposed to be toy marketing. The show is supposedly aimed at kids. So said my husband when I told him I was going to watch it. So, 
I mean, it, it just feels weird to to pay gay something that is targeted to the kid audience. Well, they do that a little bit now too. I think HBO Max has like Sesame Street, which is like <laughs> it, it's still on uh, PBS, right? But like the newer ones, I think are I think there's like a time exclusivity for for Sesame Street now. They are very Sesame much trying Street. to appeal to the parents with these as well, though. That's true. Well, I think a lot of streaming services in general, like having kids myself, that, you know, you pay for that so that way you don't have to deal with commercials. So, like, my kids just don't watch regular broadcast TV, really. I mean, they're watching more Netflix or YouTube and, and things like that, which YouTube still has ads, but I guess it's not, you know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of parents, you do that. And so then you're picking various streaming services. So that's where I think that sometimes they want to put this children's programming on there. So you're going to go, oh, I'll pay the five bucks or I don't know how much Paramount Plus is, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, five or ten. They would much rather you pay a subscription to watch it than give it to you for free. That's the answer. But from Hasbro's standpoint, if they're using it to help promote a toy line, you know, it's it's not great. That's what I'm saying is, is like from Nickelodeon yeah. standpoint and Paramount standpoint, yeah, it's great for them. It can help, you know, if it converts some people to doing Paramount Plus, then, you know, that that's fantastic. But for Hasbro, so, it's not. So how far have you guys uh, watched into it so far? Like um, part one and two, like I've only been able to find the f first one on YouTube. Yeah, so that one would be part YouTube? one and two. No, okay, I've so only watched the first. It's like a forty-five minute episode. Oh, that that's that's yeah 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 so that's, that's two. That yeah, one, one and two. Okay, great. Then I've seen the first two. Okay. Yeah, they. It's weird how they call it episodes one and two because nowhere is it actually split into two episodes. The YouTube video is uh, one, and yeah. the on Paramount Plus, it is actually just one file, but they call it episodes one and two because it's a forty-five-minute episode. Whatever. I mean, it's there it. to tease you and entice you and get you to subscribe to watch the rest of it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, so it sounds like everyone here has no one here's finished it unless Phil has. He's gone. Catherine and he, I are on he four. He has Paramount Plus, so. There's a chance he's watched ahead. I don't know if him and his boys are watching it, but he'll be back to tell us that in 20 well, minutes. Before we dive in, in too much with it, uh, the other thing I was going to mention is, you know, if Hasbro is actually using this to try to sell some toys, luckily I can go straight down to my local discount store like Target or Walmart or wherever and pick up those Earthspark toys, right? It's coming Lucas, up Christmas Lucas. season. Right? Come on. So, you, you know they they can't get this stuff right ever. It's impossible. Like the the two the 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 timelines for building you know a marketing show never coincide with the the timelines for building the toys. It just Okay. Yeah, well, there's I, a I chance they might come out because, in December. There's a chance. Yeah, I don't understand this Paul because you know when I happened to peruse the aisles of Target tonight looking for those Earthspark toys. You know what I saw? Cyberverse. Cyberverse. Well, I did see Cyberverse, at, yes. 
which I don't know. I guess it doesn't really even matter at this point. Like, just pick up Cyberverse, I guess. But you saw MP and Blackout. You saw The Fallen. No. So you saw Ironhide. What I was gonna say is, is that you know, for the Black Panther, Panther, um, the new movie, right? Like those toys are out on shelves right now, right? So they can somehow time it. Yeah, because they're fucking dolls, Lucas. They take five minutes to make instead of two years. Right, but like you, you're telling me they couldn't have already planned this out, like with the release of the show, and have it in time for Christmas. I bet they could release yes. a Skyworm toy that's the same damn toy from Cyberverse. Right, right, exactly. Put the new packaging. Or the Shockwave that's a slight repaint. You know, there's a few things that they could have got out there. It's just a tired argument. I mean, Hasbro's stock price is already really low right now. You don't need to kick them while they're down. Come on. <laughs> yeah, there's there's there are Hasbros. They're working for us. They're just, you know, they can't get it right all the time. Yeah. It's a bit of a bummer, though. Yeah, it it sucks, but it's it's very difficult for tra- transfer. I don't know about you're right. That Marvel seems to be able to get it right. So it is like he, the He-Man toys were out pretty close around this around the uh, release on Netflix. The thing is, I think those toys take a lot less time to to go from like concept to finish. And so when your timeline for creating the toys is that is that long the studios don't adhere to those timelines. You know, they're like, well, we, we are on our own and they, they work agnostic. You know, they, they do their best, I'm sure, but they're not going to like right. delay the release of a show that they've spent a year and a half building because the toys aren't going to be out for, an, for also toys don't have release dates because you never know when they're going to arrive right. from, from overseas. So it's, it's a, it's a moving target, I think. And as it gets closer mm-hmm. to release, they know, but it's like, Oh, we know it's going to be. We're, these toys will be on shelf in six months. And they're like, "Well, we're ready to. the The show is ready, so we're we're, we're launching yeah, the show." And, and I know, obviously, like especially these days with uh, post COVID and and whatever, like all the you know shipping stuffs kind of messed up, so you couldn't guarantee anyway. It's just, it's a little frustrating that like those aren't you know on shelves like in time for Christmas. Is what I'm saying. It's entirely yeah. possible, and maybe even probable, that when the toys do come out, they'll run the show again. Like they'll run, they'll that's yeah. when they'll run it on Nickelodeon. You know, they'll they'll try to actually put those two things together at that point. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it'll be streaming, so it'll be out there. It's. I mean, yeah. obviously, I think the best thing to happen is have the toys come out like two weeks before the premiere. That's that would be the best, but like that is such a small, narrow thing to happen. When like you know, when the first sighting of Studio Series Ironhide in whatever state happens, it still takes a month for it to be at every Target in the country. You know, so like even then, it depends on where you are. So it's just a really difficult thing to get done from a logistics I'm, standpoint. I'm trying to remember season one of Cyberverse. Was it out at the same time as the toys? Did they actually line it up pretty decently? I want to say those toys came out early. Like a yeah, month. I think they did. Especially they, did they came out in Europe like way early, like in the UK. That's where they first yeah. and everyone's like, these are awful. <laughs> right. And no one was happy. Yeah. But these look better. These look these look a step up. At least they have deluxe class like coming right in the beginning. 
Well, the thing I was going to say about the cyberverse, because I do remember uh, that I had like another dad asking me about the uh, cyberverse toys and like what to get or whatever, because his kids were into the show. And so that's where I was trying to think that like, I remember they were on the shelf at the time, but I don't recall like whether or not they got into it, like, you know, right during season one or if it was later in the, in the show run. So. There's also a lot of Cyberverse toys, like lots of lots. I don't yeah. know if Earth Sparks going to have as many toys as Cyberverse did. We wouldn't know yet. I mean, it's hard to say. It depends on like how long the show runs, because I feel like Cyberverse, I think, went longer than what you know what we originally thought it was going to, and I think what Hasbro yeah. thought they were originally going to do. And Cyberverse put a lot of fantastic new fiction into the franchise. It was a really fun show. It Absolutely. did. And I, it, it, it took some it, it, it took some nice new twists and tried some new things, just like Earthspark is doing. Yeah, right. whole new ways. I, I this. Yeah, all I said when I was muted, I was agreeing with you, Catherine, and I was just gonna say it's very. It doesn't get the respect it deserves as a from a writing perspective and just like that was where the interesting storytelling was happening in Transformers at the time and we everyone was busy watching the really boring War for Cybertron show instead. I know it's they not were a bummer. Both good in their own ways. Disagree. But Yeah, but the one thing though about that Netflix show and that's the thing that kind of stinks is is like I wish this um, Earthspark show was on Netflix instead of, you know, for Nickelodeon because the fact that, like, I do think it gets promoted better on uh, on Netflix, you know? Like, even on the Paramount Plus, when you go in there, it's a little bit hard to find. Um, I mean, like, it's still, like, it you kind of have is. to scroll a little bit. Yeah. Like, whereas I feel like Netflix, when it drops on there, it's like, oh, it's number whatever and trending. So even though when I registered for Paramount Plus for the trial to watch it, I picked it as one of my three like shows I'm interested in. It still did not populate on the front page of my account. You know, it was like, no, we're not going to show you Air Spark. We're going to show you a bunch of like NCIS shows. That's what you want to watch. It is not what I want to watch. I want to watch cartoons about robots. So, but what I guess did you guys... we get into. I guess we get into the actual content. I think that's what Catherine was about to do. So, what did you guys think of it? The first thing that had me go "oh" was uh, hard top. To me, that was the uh, the because I didn't know he was going to be in the in the episode. I been spoiled a little bit on like skull cruncher and stuff i didn't know the insecticons were going to be in it but um hardtop was a that was a, that wasn't as, as a crusty old fan that was enough for me to kind of like get excited even though he's like totally unremarkable in any way uh it's just it's just nice to see when they, when they throw in a weird guy like that it's just kind of fun like it's, I'd, I'd rather him than that be like barricade or something you know like something we're kind of used to it's nice to it's nice to see 
it's nice to see your your like history of fandom pay off like that. I guess in a new show. That's you true. Much? Not a lot. But, Lucas. Also, it's nice to have a character that's oh. a little more of a blank slate. I was just gonna say with Hardtop, like we don't really know who he is, so that's nice too. Yeah, and it's the visual. It's like, oh, like this whatever was burned in my, you know, character designs are just burned in my brain. I don't necessarily remember who they are. I wasn't even sure if that was really his name, and it took me a minute to figure it out. But then I was just like, yeah, go get him, guy. Um, so I, I was going to say, you can really tell the production value and, and money in this show comparative to a lot of the other things coming out. Like, I mean, I think that it was, you know, it's really well done. I think some of the, the 3d animation like is, is pretty good. And proper 20 minute episodes again, not, oh, not God. 10. Well, I feel like we even haven't had that in so long and even getting that 45 minute, uh, you know, chunk uh, total that first first episode. So, um, but yeah, I, I was gonna say that uh, it actually kind of hooked my kids. Um, you know, they watched the first uh, couple episodes uh, with me, and so that's what I haven't uh, been binging it just because they're like, oh no, we want to watch it with you, and so I kind of have to like wait for them to, uh, you know, to kind of see more of the show. Um, but uh, I was also going to say, uh, Alita One, um, like, is she kind of like the, you know, it seems like she's been really popular in a lot of the uh, the shows now. Like, is she pretty much going to uh, a mainstay at this point? I don't know. I was surprised to see her again so soon after Siege Flex. I'm, I'm liking this version of her, though. She's a lot of fun. Very punchy. She's different. Yeah, how about that wheel move she did? Like her roller skates, that was dope. Mm -hmm. The action yeah, seems was... seems like pretty good. Yeah, the first fight scene was actually impressive. When I saw it, I was like, oh, fight scenes are going to be good in this. That's cool. And I've been somewhat spoiled. I mean, it's by seeing it, I saw another fight scene someone like clipped and put on Twitter that was also... Uh, even better. And I was like, whoa. And they did, they did cool stuff that you've never seen the Transformers do. You know, that's always cool when new writers get a hold of it and just like aren't beholden to things that have happened before and do some some cool moves that you've never seen. Like in the Bumblebee movie when I mean, this is a spoiler, but the movie's old, right? Like when Bumblebee uses the chain on Dropkick and like kills him that way by like getting him all tangled up and he transforms and rips apart. Like you know, never seen that, but it was a totally logical thing that could happen to these transforming robots. Love to see the fresh take on stuff. It's always cool. I want to welcome our Phil replacement since Phil right. seems to have walked away and just left us with a view of his collection, which is nice. We now have Christian. What up? There you go. Christian, how's it going? It's fine. Sorry, my roommate had company. Yeah. They left to go partying, though, so now I'm here with you guys. Oh, okay. We're talking about Earthspark. Yeah, Paul mentioned spoilers. Uh, it's all spoilers for me. I haven't seen any of it. You know, I assigned you a watching assignment before the show tonight, Christian. Well, I was I already said I wasn't going to be on the show, and then I saw that Phil left, and I was like, well, I guess I'll show up. <laughs> 
Well, we were talking about other stuff before that. And and so de depending on so – we don't want to get too much into spoilers uh, with the show just because it did just drop and a lot of people haven't, haven't seen too much of it. So – also, none of us have seen all of it, so we wouldn't well, be very good with spoilers anyway. We have been negligent so far in not mentioning the what the chat has already been discussing. Uh, Megatron and his... Uh, the new take on Megatron overall. Yeah, it's cool. It's I like, very I cool. Like, I like having a Megatron in a role where he actually gets to have dialogue and character development. You know, it doesn't have to be a side-flipping Megatron, but it always is when he gets to have character development. But it's nice to see from the beginning. Well, would anyone like to explain the thing with Megatron? What is so... Well, is that nice. Well, we, we're, we're talking about it, but, like, not saying it. I mean, so if no one knows... No, no, no. It, the first two episodes isn't spoiling. It's it's publicly available. Agree, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Megatron's an Autobot. Well, is he He's an Autobot? Because, really, his little He's symbol... A his, his symbol is, is still a Decepticon. They were dead the whole time. Decepticon. He kind of reminds me of Liam Neeson. Reminds me of the Hound for some reason, but they're they're all they're ghosts. That is the new the new like human robot alliance team. It's called Ghost. Seems pretty ominous to me. But, Spooky. Uh, that's it's what really that symbol ominous. is. Right, but if you look at the symbol, like I swear, uh, for the Autobots, there's a tiny little Autobot symbol in there, and all then right. for Megatron, doesn't he have a tiny little Decepticon symbol inside the Ghost symbol? No, he just <clears> has <throat> his normal. Doesn't he just have his normal Decepticon symbol? I thought. I didn't think so. I thought it was the Ghost, and then the Decepticon. So why is he hanging symbol. out with Ghost? Well, he he's a big fan of Optimus now. Why? So the, the war is over. This is so the way the plot's set up. The war happened. The war started in eighty four, and it's now now. So the war's been over for a while. And All right. in the resolution of the war, Megatron switched sides. We don't know how yet, yeah. but it's pretty crazy. It used to be what happened. He He's even had a human partner. He's even beaten up his own old buddies, the Decepticons. Swindle, but I don't remember if it was Swindle or Hardtop, but they kind of like exchanged some words about it. Right. Swindle really anybody's buddy ever in any continuity? Not usually. His self. Yeah. Self. yeah. Not so Megatron's Ron, buddy, that's Ron for sure. Confirmed for me, there is a small Decepticon symbol in the ghost symbol. So, hey, so thanks, many Ron. other Decepticons okay. that were not associated with the ghost had just a regular Decepticon. They just symbol. have their normal, yeah, yeah, icons. So, oh, I do have a funny story about Megatron, right? Um, so we're watching the show, and he transformed into like whatever aircraft thing that he had, helicopter, I guess, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But whatever, whatever thing it is. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, he transforms into it and my kid goes, wait, dad, like he's supposed to be a tank. Like, like Megatron's a tank. He's not, uh, you know, like an <laughs> aircraft carrier or whatever. Right. And I just thought it was hilarious because I was like, well, you know, Alex, when I was a kid, Megatron was a gun, not a tank. And so 
Like, but to him, all the versions that he's ever seen has been a tank. So he's like, it's like blowing his mind that he could have a different, different mode. Yeah, it's been a bit since he was anything but a tank. Yep. Nice to change. Not a tank, but just not a thing. Animated helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, I like this forward. Yeah. I like this forward post war, more more post war progression though. Mm-hmm. Like, let's move on to something else now. Yeah, it's nice because war doesn't really work great for a kids show. You mm-hmm. know, honestly, even though the original series was during the war and also a kids show, but I think just having it be post war is an interesting take for kids to see. Is it better post war than like? Robots in Disguise, not the show, but the book. I don't know. I feel like in the past when they've tried to do post-war stuff, it's always like very boring. No, I mean this wasn't. I mean we don't necessarily. I wouldn't know say it's yet. boring at all yet. Stuff. Yeah, no. I I would definitely say Christian that compared to Cyberverse or just some of the ones where it's like hard to get into in the beginning, this is not like that like this is definitely something where it kind of pulls you in as i had said before that it's been one of the few times that my kids have actually been pulled in on a transformer show i'm certainly interested i've just been busy that's all it's not that i'm avoiding it i'm just gonna keep linking you the link to the youtube to watch the first two episodes until you do it i might have time tomorrow really good i hate to say it but Worth getting Paramount for a month good. My Maybe. dad has it for Star Trek, so I just kind of piggyback off that. There you go. But I will say that even though, like you all, most most people of this call didn't really jump on Cyberverse, and most people I know into Transformers didn't really jump on Cyberverse. However, Cyberverse was that rare thing that people are always asking for. They're always asking for, I want a Transformers series without humans. And Cyberverse was all about robots, right? There were not humans showing up in the episodes. It It was was just robots being robots and doing robot stuff. This one has shifted back to, you know, Bumblebee is not the main character. Optimus Prime is not the main character. The kids are the main characters, you know, the the two human kids. Did they keep the 11-minute episodes from Cyberverse, or are they, like, real episodes? They're real episodes. They're 23-minute traditional episodes. Cool. That's good, at least. It felt like I had ADHD trying to watch Cyberverse thing because it just kept starting and ending and starting. And I'm like, just have a cohesive thing. It made me very upset. But I'm an adult, not a child with a short attention span. So. And I was saying to the others that the, the first two episodes are a two-parter, right? But it's not actually a two-parter. It's one file that's continuous. The YouTube video is one continuous file. There's no intro in the middle. And the Paramount Plus video is as well. And it looks like episodes 9 and 10 are the same. Where it's just one conjoined longer story. Where they want to tell a 45-minute story instead of a 22-minute story. I know people ask for shows that don't have humans. And I might advocate for a show that only has one, barely one more human. I'm normally very quick to jump on the anti-human train, but I really like these humans. Very rare, but they're they're good. 
Yeah, they're cute. They're so instead of just getting, you know, just the kid of any one family, we get an entire family this time around. That's a slightly different dynamic, right? It's not like mom and dad are just like side characters like in the in the movies when we we meet Sam's parents, but Sam's parents are just side characters and when they were more featured in um, Revenge of the Fallen, it was a little bit of a disaster. So this is kind of nice to have, you know, every one of the four family members portrayed seems to matter to the story. Well, like they seem I, to be important, especially I, mom. I think it's interesting, too, that the parents are fully aware of Transformers, like involved with the Transformers, all that type of thing. Like, which is, you know, kind of the opposite of a lot of the other shows where it's like the parents have no idea what's going on. And it's always the kid that is, you know, like doing the stuff or, or whatever. Okay. And like the parents are kind of almost the storytelling mechanism for some of the kids for the background where like, yeah, kids like back when I was younger, like, you know, the, the war in 84 kind of thing going on. Because the mom was literally in the war. And that's an interesting dynamic. Just being like, she's a she's a vet from the Transformers War. And the dad is just a big fanboy. I need to figure out where that dad went to school. Because from the promo material, he has a degree in Transformer Studies. And that's the degree I would like to have, please. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me Dr. Russell. It'd be great. He appears to be a college professor, I think. His job hasn't come up, but he's talked about assignments, and people have called him doctor. So I think he's a college professor. He's a doctor of Transformer studies. That's what I need to be. I agree. I'll found a school with Peter. We'll get accredited. It'll be great. Sounds good to me. I think I still prefer to teach psychology, but I can guest lecture sometimes for you. Nice. You bring us actual academic cred. Yes, I was very an actual like research. I only have a bachelor's then. degree. What am I? Some dude. Oh, You'll be only a doctor in Transformers once you make up the degree. Yeah, that's true. I'll make up the requirements, pass my own exams, publish my own thesis. I am really looking forward to them following up on the store on storylines with um, the mom and Megatron. Yeah, because we learned very quickly that they were partners in the war, like, you know, military team partners. I'm I'm mentally shipping them. As so they have she had a relationship. was a Decepticon? No, it was after we shipped switch sides. Weird. They were, well, I guess we haven't specifically been told that they were on the good guy side together, but I think it's pretty oh, heavily implied. <laughs> It would be if she was actually she joined the Decepticons and was part of them losing the war. That would be a fun twist. I would like that. Why would Megatron need a human partner at any point for any reason? Well, because well, it's I'm... a child-friendly television show. Okay. Yeah. That's, and they, okay. they seem to. I'm, I'm willing to do it's, that. I think it's interesting because we're being introduced not only to a Megatron that's switch sides we're being introduced to a megatron that sincerely cares about someone like you're very quickly introduced to a character that he obviously cares about a lot i'm intrigued it's just you know it's cool 
I'll make some time. You should. Well, you should. I love too that Zaldron's like, are we sure? You know, on on some of the stuff, I was like, oh great, like the the people in the chat have like seen all the episodes probably the first season, and, and so there's probably like a bunch of spoilers that uh, they can throw out to us. So you know. Oh yeah, people, absolutely. If you, if you want to do that, you can have your own podcast about spoilers. <laughs> We're doing the best we can here. I did look at the wiki, and it, it it lists the characters. I don't know if that's like for the whole season, but there were some that I hadn't seen yet. But it wasn't as many as I was expect. I was expecting like a a huge swath. So I, I'm I'm hoping that there's still more. We have a spoiler chat in the Discord right now. If anyone wants to join and talk about, you know, the entire first season of 10 episodes, you can do that. I will not be looking at it until I finish it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a binge watcher. You know, I know some people that I know finish the first 10 episodes of the first day. I'm not a binge watcher. Two episodes at once is like, oh, I need a little nap. <laughs> I need to go do something else for a minute. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. I, I don't really love the binge model either. Like, I actually kind of enjoy the uh, the way that, like, Disney Plus has done their episodes with, um, you know, it's like some of the Mandalorian yeah, and or whatever. Yeah, because a lot of times I feel like it creates more hype to do it that way, you know, because you're like, oh, man, did you see this week's episode of, you know, such and such? And so then... I, you know, you kind of feel like you have to keep up so that you can talk about it with people. And, and now it's like, oh, I, you know, all right, I just binged, you know, five hours Excuse of a show. Me, I just heard the sound of a falling toy in, in another room. And I heard that cat's unaccounted for. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think, you well, know, another cat the, more, over here. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. I think we are headed back to a weekly release schedule, even if it is on streaming. It's just better for business and better for the the whole kind of mystique and zeitgeist yeah. of a show. Like we Andor, do it all at once. It's just content. Yeah, supposed to be speak, a show. Speaking of which, Andor. I just after this, I'm watching Andor because that show is awesome. And the way they did it, they released the three episodes right away, and it really got me. By the it took me it took the third episode to get me, and now I'm like, this is like the best Star Wars show of all time. So, um, I think it works. It works better than it keep it keeps people talking about it. It keeps it relevant for longer. It allows more time for the toys to come out, Lucas. So you know, exactly. binging. Binging had its moment. I think it's... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I mean, binging is still always going to be a thing for archival shows. And sure. it always has been. You know, if you're buying... The people who bought the DVD sets would often just, you know, watch five hours of them after they buy the DVD set. And I think the people who come into new series later will always be able to binge it. But I do like the weekly model better. Because it's, it's more fun. Like, I am really enjoying, I'm not going to start talking about it because it's a different kind of giant robot, but I am really enjoying the new Gundam, The Witch for Mercury, and it's coming out once a week. I'm watching one episode with my husband, talking about it with my friends, keeping it in my mind. I'm going to be more attached to those characters because I'm watching them over a long time than I am to the characters from Earthspark because 
I will probably have seen all of it by the end of this weekend. So I just, I, I like that weekly model. Well, and Ron mentions too that, you know, that's extra time to be subscribed to, you know, whatever streaming service it is, because again, mm -hmm. like Paramount Plus, I feel like I kind of am like you, uh, Anna, where I just wait like for those Star Wars to come out. And then it's like, all right, I do my annual Paramount Plus and, you know, binge all the <laughs> Star Wars and Picard and whatever. So Paramount does know how to do weekly. They released Halo that way. It didn't help it because it was garbage, but they do know how to do it. I mean, yeah, the show has to be good. <laughs> it was really terrible, guys. Like, I don't know if you know this piece of me, but I really enjoyed Halo and the lore of Halo. This was just the worst thing I've ever seen. I didn't even make it to the fourth episode. I think I watched three episodes and I was like, I cannot do it anymore. And I watched, I, you know, YouTube the synopsis of the last ones. It got worse somehow. We didn't don't watch, watch it Halo for that reason. Plus. Don't do it. My husband really liked Halo and we didn't watch it because we heard it wasn't great. So. Terrible. But anyway, okay. we're talking about Earth Spark. I'm trying to stay focused on the spark of Earth. And all the rest. So, Remember, what? it's all the rest. Yeah, all the rest probably is a Gundam and Halo, but. Well, yeah. Any It's Lucas's Lucas coming up with a name for tonight that wasn't necessary because we definitely can spend an hour on Cyber yeah. Spark. Verse. I don't know that I can spend an hour on Earth Spark, but I'll try. We're not far. We are twelve minutes from our hour. So I've only been here like we're getting there. I but I did have one grievance with the show. Sorry, Anna. Go ahead. It's okay. You already cut me off. You stole my thunder. Don't go ahead. Fine. I was just going to say something I like about the show is that it starts off with and is continuing to have two brand new Transformers characters as the center of the story. Like, instead of just being another story with another guy named Bumblebee, Katie out with another lady named Windblade at the beginning, like Cyberverse was, who eventually hit out with another guy named Grimlock and another Optimus Prime, we actually have two all-new characters who can be who ever they end up being as the, the main focus. And they're cool. They're interesting characters. so far. They're interesting. Okay. Interesting is good-ish. They're good enough. Interestingly children, which is interesting. Like to have mm. children Cybertronians for basically the first time ever. I mean, bot bots, but okay. I guess they're not Cybertronians. But neither are your Earthspark guys. <sighs> They're Terrans. They're Woo! Terrans. They're Terrans. And they're, they're portrayed as kids, which is interesting. You know, just like the, you know, like all the fun D&D &D races that are born adults. They kind of have that whole thing going of, hey, you were just born, but you can speak and you can walk and you can do things. Good luck with that. Seems so, like Paul, what was your grievance? Um, there's a scene in the beginning where they're, the kids are running away from home on their bikes, and they go across a bridge, like a highway bridge, and 
They get in the middle of something. And they get knocked off the bridge and fall to their deaths, but survive. And that's where the, the story begins. I was like, I was, I, was, I was like, oh, they're dead. But they just like kind of bounce when they hit the ground. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a kid's show. But it's a stupid thing to like, I just thought tough. it was funny. Yeah, they're tough. You're right. They're made of jello. They don't, yeah. they don't break. But they literally fell like eight stories. Now they <laughs> walked on a hillside. Uh, well, I don't know. They were they. So, so I'm, I guess what I'm suggesting is per- perhaps this entire story is a, a near-death experience fever dream of the children. Oh, kind of makes sense. It would kind of make sense. You know. Maybe it just sure. takes place in a world where physics stop happening sometimes. Sure. We'll say that's my favorite Garfield storyline of the last 800 years of Garfield. So, my canon. The fever dream, pre-death fever dream. Yep, yep, yep. The the fever dream of someone who's the last survivor in an apocalypse. So this is like that now. It's head trauma for the children. Thanks, Paul. You ruined it. (laughs) I can't. Success. Hey, Phil's finally back. You're probably wondering, you're like, oh, I picked up an extra cast member while you're gone. Yeah, no, I see Christian. I've, I've met Christian. We've hung out. Somewhere. We Someone had to you. pinch hit for you while you were gone. So yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Ron says that you he must be to... back from the post office, right? <laughs> no, I wish it was something that pleasant. No, just just a uh, little. Uh, my 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 older son just being not not uh, a pleasant individual tonight. Max, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. That was great. So. so, how many episodes have you gotten through, Phil? Um, I mean, if you count the, the first episode is kind of listed as a two-parter, I think I've gotten through two more after that. Okay. Um, so you're at the same place Catherine and I are. Okay. We're okay. at four. Yeah. 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 So after, you know, for those of you who haven't watched it yet, after that first storyline, the episodes become more episode you know, where it's just like you can watch them out of order and it wouldn't be too bad. And they're just more fun little stories than the kind of grim, serious plot at the beginning. At least for the first couple. It could get a little more serious afterwards. I don't think it will until the end, but that's okay. Because we need to spend time with these characters so that we like them, so that we buy toys with them. That's the point. We do like toys. If this does make me want to buy toys. I yeah. can tell you that it is making people buy toys, and uh, specifically the new characters, Twitch and, uh, and that, that's, Thrash. Thrash. That's good. That's a question I want to ask everyone, or I want to keep asking them as they watch the show more. Do you now need those two characters to be a part of your collection? Because, you know, with Cyberverse, like I said, with Bumblebee and Windblade being the main characters of the first season, you already have had Bumblebee toys. You already have Windblade toys. You skip them both. Windblade never got a decent toy in that entire toy line anyway, so whatever. You know, the the furthest thing we got from a, like, really new character in that first season was villains. You know, we got Shadow Striker as a new character who also never got a decent toy. But now we're getting new characters from the get-go. You don't have toys from them. As Lucas pointed out at the beginning, you can't currently buy those toys. <laughs> you can pre-order them. 
this is this does feel a little bit like you know Star Wars uh, Episode Four: New Hope kind of thing, where it's like, hey, we got this new thing out. We'll get toys out for it eventually. Um, you know, so so yes, the the toys you can pre-order. I, I don't think anyone's going to be able to go and pick these up before Christmas, kind of thing. So. I, I don't know. I don't know how this kind of stuff works in terms of the time frame. This is a show that has been discussed for a long time, it feels like, in terms of when we first got the announcement and first started to get some kind of trailers for it. So, I mean, just with everything going on these days with, with you know, shortages of labor, shortage, you know, supply chain blockages and pandemics still causing havoc in, in parts of the world. You know, I, I don't know if their intention was to have these toys out and ready in, when the show premiered or if it's intentional that they want it to kind of saturate for maybe a month or so before they get toys out. I, I don't know, but but I, I will. Yeah, I, I, I from what I've seen, the, the Thrash toy is a warrior class and the Twitch toy is deluxe class. And I feel like I like the deluxe classes more than the warrior class. So I don't I don't know. Um I would like a good version, a good toy of, of both Twitch and, and Thrash. And, um, you know, Twitch slightly less so, but um, certainly her character in the show is making me want to get her more. Huh. You know, I, so I'm the one who has a full shelf of the Cyberverse Deluxes over on that side of the room on a shelf that can't be easily seen from where I sat because they're not that great in some ways. And I feel like having gotten all of the Cyberverse Deluxes at one point, I feel a little burned by them, you know, because the Cyberverse Deluxes were not reliable. The first few were actually pretty good, but then like, like Starscream and Soundwave, they were just not good toys when they finally came out. It was such a bummer. Because it seemed like they could have been cool, but ugh. I like I like those deluxes. I think they're all good. You like the star screen where his head looks like he was on the wrong side of a Beetlejuice character? Listen, you care about things most people don't. Okay? Everyone knows this, Amy. Oh yes, I care about aesthetics. Most humans just don't care about aesthetics. Duh. Anna, you're weird. It's like and everything random. Toys. Oh jeez. I care about aesthetics, but that one flew over my aesthetic sensor. You know, it's just like, a teeny tiny head. Oh, micro head. Yeah, I still I mean, like you, you complain about Earthrise Prime, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's okay. You go you up roughly to his rib cage, but, you know. Before TFCon, I had mentally earmarked that I was going to sell the vast majority of my. Um, Cyberverse Deluxe toys. And when it got down to actually like putting the toys in the bin, pricing them to sell, I was like, I think I put three of them in the bin and decided to keep all the rest I have. Now I don't have all of them. I have, I have the first eight and then, and then, uh, slag slash slug. Um, you know, the, the Triceratops Dinobot I have as well. So I never took up Starscream or Soundwave or Prowl. Um, but I think the only ones I, I tried to sell were Megatron, RC, and um, Thunderhall. Um, so hmm. yeah, the vast majority I, I decided to keep. Um, you know, I, I get what you're saying about being feeling burnt out about them because they do feel 
not as good of a quality of a toy as, as a, a legacy deluxe does. Um, Whether or not it was worse plastic, it was different plastic. Yeah. And they look strange standing by your other toys because they're different plastic. Yeah. Well, so it was animated. You know, like that was different plastic than what we use now. It's just a but, different aesthetic. Yeah, these aren't as nice as the animated toys were. And that, that's a really high bar to, to, to get catch up to. It's also a decade um, apart. Like, yes, yeah. Things are different. Right, but, but the point right. is, like, I can't really set my animated toys beside my main Transformers either. Like, yeah. I really can't. They, they, they would go. look weird. No, they, they, they don't go. You have to wait for your but legacy But I wish the Cyberverse toys. toys went. You, you know, I wish the Cyberverse toys worked with um, other things because, you know, like that Prowl, I think would be a really cool stand-in for an IDW Prowl because he's more bulky and has the shoulder guns looking all fearsome. But he just looks kind of strange standing by my mainline toys. I, mean, I really wish that we were getting Voyager scales of some of these. Like Megatron should definitely be a Voyager. I want the level of detail that comes from the the deluxe level toys, but I want them at a bigger scale. Because what I've seen, I believe Megatron is a deluxe, does not look great. I it's a little. Go ahead. I, I've, I've got to disagree with you on this one. I think these toys need to be kept cheap. They're meant for they're meant for children, not us. These are th these are their intro toys. They're they're meant to be just used for a year or so, so they get bored and tossed aside. It's to get them hooked on the mm -hmm. franchise, not not to give them the stuff of our quality. Can I disagree with both of you and go somewhere in the middle? I think that's why they have the warrior class stuff. Everybody can be warrior class. No one cares. But then you know if you're gonna have collector line price points like deluxes voyager should go with those two i'm struggling with voyagers yeah but it's just, well, just it's not big. like it's not like voyagers are like a crazy price step up comparatively and like in cyberverse they had like some of those price the pricing on cyberverse don't they uh how much is that optimus prime thing that they have on shelves right now the like bigger one which one, Lucas? Yeah, which one? Is <laughs> what, right? what are you talking about? The one that's secret. The rise of the best. The, one. the Optimus that's secretly from Beast Town, USA. Oh, th that one's about. Thir it's 30. It's like a Voyager. This is like a Voyager price point. And it's a good toy. I recommend it. Even though it's simple. It's simple, but it, it's, it's definitely good. a toy, yeah. But I feel that's like good you can definitely see the detail. They were like higher price points. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There were yeah. Cyberverse toys. They were different. Yeah, I, I wish I hadn't done half my work tonight. I had all this stuff at the ready. I, we'll talk about that at the end. But yeah, they have all those gimmick toys that are large. They're big. You know, they're like yeah. big, yeah. bulky. They don't... That's all they are. It's just big. They don't really... They have a presence, but they're essentially like slightly poseable statues. You know? That Yeah. I got my son the Cyberverse Iaconis, and that toy is very disappointing. If you want, like a, you know, it, I have no idea what it's supposed to be when it transforms. In, in robot mode, it's kind of decent in terms of, like Paul said, just being nearly like a statue of just standing there. There's so many like action features built into it that even you start moving around, and some of those action features start accidentally going off. Um, so, you know, to to me, the way I would treat 
or spark would be the way the movies are treated where you get a line of toys that is definitely more aimed for for kids or for cheaper you know cheaper price points and then you get some more of the the collectible level stuff that is you know you know you get some voyager scales or maybe even a leader scale at some point um you know again that's that's how i would treat this um because i do think it's an entertaining show that that from what i've seen so far appeals to both you know younger audiences as well as um you know a, a older collector fan base i think it's probably the best show to do that um i'd say probably since prime uh, maybe prime didn't even skew this young this probably skews and helps younger says maybe this is the best show to do that since animated I'd say that. I'd say that. I think if Cyberverse would have started with season two, it would have done just as well. But I think because that season one just put off adult fans so bad that it just didn't really have much of a chance with adult fans after that because we're we all get all grumpy too easy. Yeah, I don't. I know my son enjoyed Cyberverse a lot, but I don't know how important the human characters are to that. You know, to have that that human point of view. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I know for us as being adult Transformers fans, we don't think the humans are important, but there's a reason they keep putting human characters in this stuff in almost every variation because there, there is, it is important to have that perspective. You know, I'm that's tell why you, something I've been advocating for for years is a Transformers the humans line. So I like the humans. Yeah. So I, I think Cyberverse lacking that, you know, it wasn't a huge detriment, but I think it, it didn't help. Cyberverse was sort of this, I don't know, at times almost felt like an afterthought kind of cartoon. It, it, it certainly had a good quality to it, but um, I don't think it was until the end of it. It was like kind of at the beginning, Hasbro seemed to give it some love and attention. And then at the end with the specials, it got some love and attention because they kind of realized, oh, crap, we have a fan base and we don't really have any like media to put out right now. But there was this point in the middle where I think it was probably good for the show where they kind of got to do what they wanted and got to make what kind of ever they wanted. And we got some really cool storylines out of it, but it just it feels odd. Like and, and and I'll say this, there's a lot of times Cyberverse felt a little cheap. War for Cybertron is crappy as the storyline and a lot of aspects of that show felt it never felt really cheap. Earth Spark does not feel cheap in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. This feels like the biggest budget they've had for a show in a while. Yeah, I'd say since Prime. Yep, I agree. Since we're talking about the toys and, like, how we're, you know, somewhat disappointed but somewhat happy about them at the same time, like, I, I could buy the warrior class thrash like i've seen the pictures of it and it actually looks pretty cool like it looks better than most of their warrior class figures does i was surprised when it didn't say deluxe beside it but what i'm kind of bummed about is that i always want the humans and there is a way in this first set of toys to get mo the little girl she is a little tiny figure that comes with the giant chunk with action features bubble so, oh, uh, I didn't catch that. Uh, yep. Hmm. And anybody wants that bumblebee and wants to send me that mo? Right, right. I'll take the little kid. Maybe someone should just split them and sell them 
separately. Hmm. 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 But I feel like her for 30 and you sell the bumblebee for 10 yeah yeah that sounds right yeah i want to go with ron's suggestion in the chat there and just wait for an earth spark masterpiece twitch see in 40 years you're you're more likely to get a three zero uh version that doesn't transform in two years from that okay fine a third party ko from sir toys that'll work too (laughs) You know, so here's a thought. I mean, we haven't watched the whole thing, but, like, do you think there will be a season two? Like, do you think they're already planning a cycle like that? I I would guess part B of this this, season will drop in the the spring. Sorry, what? Catherine, what did you say? I I would suspect part two of the first season is going to would drop in the spring. Yeah, yeah 10 is a strange in. number. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I meant, I meant, okay, so there's, there's what, going to be like... Probably another 10 episodes. 24 or something. But that'll be season one, right? Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying, beyond that, do you think that they're gunning to do, like Cyberverse had three seasons and then a few other things, you know, like, do you think they're already like, okay, we're going to, this is the cycle, we're going to do season one, season two, season three... It seems to me like they put a lot of effort into the creation of this show. Like they got Nick Roach as the art director, and you can totally see his fingerprints all over the robot designs. Um, you know, that seems like he's a name that they were able to attach to this. And to me, that's that seems like they're gonna go long unless it bombs and they cancel it. I would assume that they have like a three-year plan on this. That's just been the pattern for Transformers. I would think so. They're spending a lot of time on world building. I don't see the point in doing world building if you're not going to build a world around they, it. They could surprise us with a self-contained story that's only meant to go one season. Probably I, not, but I feel good. like it's probably going to go like multiple seasons or years or whatever, just because like that. I, I feel like most Transformers shows end up going three years, right? I was going to say, wouldn't it be crazy to get a Transformers series that went, like, nine years? Like, for the first time ever, actually have a long Transformers series. We do. That's that's called the Bayverse. It's called Rescue Bots. Rescue Bots was was Rescue Rescue Bots four or five seasons. And then Academy. Uh, Academy's, I don't know, that's that's, that's different. Same world, though, right? It would it would sting a bit if this got renewed like a bunch, just to me because, again, I'm Mr. Bot Bot, and that it should be renewed. They left a lot of things to renew it on, but there's been no talk about it since it dropped. That I think that's more to do with Netflix, though. I, I think you're right, and that that's probably yeah, a combination of Netflix and, and Hasbro and Paramount in terms of the relationship. That you have but do you think that Hasbro would pull from Netflix and make BotBots be another thing on Paramount Plus? Depends on how the can. wording is in their contract with Netflix. Well, of course. No. Yes. No? I think no the, bot, the BotBots ship has sailed, Christian. We, we are... C- series 6 is the Titanic for BotBots. Don't, don't we just got new toys and a new price point. 
Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Let's Christian, you're, you're right. getting a bot bot that that's a cat that turns into a crazy old lady. Just be happy. I'm very yeah. happy. You got a poop bot too, right? That's less poop bots, bots, right? I'll take it. Are any of these well, bot- a poop bot? Are any of these new bot bots at retail like other than Amazon? I think the retailers waved bye bye to bot bots a long time ago. That's why they not doing them anymore. I mean, they're at various other online retailers, but not brick and mortar. I'd be really surprised if we didn't see at least the blind packs around holiday shopping season showing up at stores. Blind packs are good stocking stuffers. At at Walmart, like with the stocking stuffers. Yeah. I guess we'll see. There just gotta be. So, was interesting, just briefly about that, there's not a shipper now for the blind packs. They just come in a SIOC. They don't have... You know, the intricately designed shipper like they did for the previous waves. Right, but what I'm saying is, is like, you know, at Walmart where they have the stocking stuffers and they have a bunch of stuff in the middle that you can just pick up yeah. like a buck a piece or whatever it is. I were picking up Bop Bop that way. Right. Yeah, they were in there. They were in those bins of stocking stuffer buys. So I hope they're not gone I forever, just kind of think they will be. They, they might be. Ron says bought by Christian. Sorry. So speaking of toys, I'm just perusing eBay real quickly right now. Um, I, I'm mildly surprised that that uh, prices on hardtop have not jumped up. <laughs> um, not yet. You know, yeah, time. yeah, not yet. But but that would be uh, that would be one that that in terms of a toy, like hey, here's here's a character who has a toy pretty much exactly how he looks like in the cartoon. It's just a, a 13, 14-year-old toy. Maybe like 18 years old at this point. Good, good point, point Phil. Like Cyberverse. 17? Is that math right? Five. Yeah, 17. Ugh. Yeah. So. Is he just a swindle repaint in the show? No, he he looks like hardtop. He looks like uh, Cybertron hardtop. Wild. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's, he's, he's Swindle's brother, is what they say. Which really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Spoilers. So, yeah. Um, Not really spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they say that in the first two episodes. I think they do. It's, it's and from, they just refer to each other as brothers. Yeah. That's a thing in Cybertron too. Neither of them are on the show, but in the key, the Cyber Planet key code you enter on the Hasbro site, that's part of their canon. Because they wow. are repaints. I, I did not know that. The more you know. Yeah. If any series ever made them like actual family, this would be the series to do it, since it has that strong emphasis on family. Yeah. And children. I think it would actually like introduce them as actually being related in some pseudo genetic way. Well, if they ain't family, they're at least family, right? Shout out to family. 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 We don't want that. We might have that in this economy. Yes, in this economy, that's more likely. I got dark. Uh, I guess, I guess we, do we have any other points to touch on on the show at this point, or do we kind of? Did anyone talk about the music? No. 
I, I enjoyed the music in the premiere quite a bit. It had a very um, Stranger Things, like 80s synth uh, atmospheric kind of mm-hmm. kind of sentiment mm-hmm. with music, which sense. which I enjoyed quite quite a bit. So it, it felt fitting, and uh, you know, it, it, again, it was it was kind of neat. You know, um, now that I think about, it, I don't know, we, we get a little bit. You know, we've got a little bit of that in Transformers history with Vince Cola. Um, you know, doing that with the the Transformers movie with the first one, um, but yeah, it was uh, in general the production quality around the show felt really, really good, uh, and the music uh, part part of that as well in a good way. Decola. Well, the voice acting, the voice, yeah. the voice acting has actually been good. Yes, did they hire real people? Yes, oh, yeah, they did. I believe so. I, I heard about some yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, quite a few of these voice actors are, you know, Optimus Prime and Megatron are Alan Tudyk and, and, and I'm blanking on the name of the, the actor who does the voice of Megatron, but he was in Game of Thrones. Alan Tudyk is in like everything. Um, so, uh, you Including know, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Yes. Yes. As, as a, a, you know, human character, not a voice. Um, and so it's, it's, yeah, the, the, I don't know if this is because of the attachment of Paramount, but the the Rescue Bots Academy and War for Cybertron trilogy move of going away from union voice actors, they've they've switched back. Um, nothing against the non-union voice actors. You know, we know some of them. Um, they're they're still good actors. They're, they're still entertaining. Um, you know, this this doesn't even the smaller characters don't feel like though they're like kind of throwaway voices, which War for Cybertron, I'd say after you got past maybe the first half dozen or so characters, there there was a hard time differentiating who was who when they were talking. Yep. You know who, you know, um, the thing about Optimus having a different voice actor is he finally isn't trying to sound like Colin. Like, I feel like it's a really cool. different sounding Optimus, and I like that. Like his voice kind of took me off guard for a second because I was like, "That's not how Optimus talks." And I was like, "Yeah, this isn't that Optimus. This is a different Optimus. Great, he isn't trying to sound like Peter Cullen. That's fine by me." Yeah, we haven't. It's been way too long. Yeah, you definitely get some moments of levity from Optimus Prime in the in the first episode, which is you can make jokes. I, I, I think that's one of the things we said after the, the Netflix War for Cybertron trilogy. It's like, it was so dark and so dour. There was like no humor in it. And finally, like, we have a show that has humor. You know, it's Do these like, characters speak at normal speeds? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. You don't need to watch this show on like one and a half speed for it to, you know, feel like it's good, well paced. Today, Junior. Yeah. You got Diedrich Bader as Mandroid's voice. What? Yes. So, Ron yeah. says it was Rory McCain that was the voice yes. of Megatron. Yeah. Yes, the Hound. I do not know that actor. Yeah. But cool. That yeah. Happens. And again, not trying to do a Frank Welker imitation either um, for his Megatron. Oh, this you is know. a very unique Megatron. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Gonna take some getting used to. I, I do like him, though. Maybe I'll watch it tonight after I talk to you guys. There you go. I will it's say, it. I, I, I think it. it's episode three that we get to see Megatron kind of in action a little bit more, and it's like, oh, this is this is a very 
badass Megatron. Like he can like level some floors, you know, quite literally with how his cannon looks and feels. So there, there's definitely a sense of power that, that comes from the show. The, the, the animation has got a lot of fun fluidity to it. Cool. And Bumblebee yeah. can also use his stinger to make frittatas. That's just handy. Yeah. I did I did mm-hmm. want to mention that, Phil, like, yeah, Megatron's cannon seems like significant his weapon in this show. Yeah. Like it's really cool how it works. It's not just like it's almost like it has a stream of laser cannon like like a Shin Godzilla mm-hmm. effect. <laughs> where it's like a fire hose of, yeah. of destruction. It's kinda yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A fire hose of destruction. Just, just. Yeah. So again, it's you know just neat to see something slightly different than what we're used to. Yeah, and that, that just makes me so happy that it's different. Like, I just cannot get over how happy I am that it's centering on new characters. And yeah, Optimus and Megatron and them are there, but the new characters are the show. They're what's going to make it unique it's fun and and i think a lot of the transformer stuff that i can think of over the last 10 years of the newer medium that i've liked you know stuff that's had a combination of giving us some attachment to the old plus giving us new stuff i've enjoyed and even the stuff that skewed younger like i i will say probably over the last 10 years up until this the show i enjoyed the most was rescue bots and that was a younger skewing show it gave us new characters I'm I'm still clamoring for us to get more of of you know rescue bots in introduced into the mainstream a little bit more. This would be an interesting show to do that, where you can have like a heat wave as a you know is is a fire engine bot somewhere. Um, you know that that would be fun to see heat wave and chase, you know, blades and boulder. Um, so. so what did what did you think of the the flashback stuff? And you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Like, uh huh. It was it re- was reminiscent. To, it was either Armada or animated, where they literally like took footage from G1 cartoons and put animated it in. Did it? Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. They're talking about the Great War. Yeah. I Armada think they pulled the character models and reused them, but yeah, animated actual footage. Well, I like what they did here because they didn't do that exactly. They they redrew some classic yeah. you know frames and stuff from from G1 but it was like just different enough where it was like uncanny valley and it just like it was it was really confusing but awesome but like i didn't know how to feel about it and i, sh- I should probably watch that segment again right but if you're not one of us and you just just saw that for the first time like wow i remember all of that that's that's that perfect dad memory you're trying to invoke yeah, that's true. That's true. Like they don't need it to be pitched for pitch. Although the way they ran, like everybody just ran really funny, and that they ran G one intro style. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it was, was just like the seekers, like running right at the camera from from the intro to the G one cartoon. I I wouldn't mind uh, getting that show. You know, it's like redo G one, but like in that art style, it'd be kind of fun. Well, so I thought it, ultimately I thought it was great. Like I'm not like 
panning it at all. It was, it was, I thought it was funny. You know, like, I think it was meant to be kind of funny to like the in to people like us supposed to be like, ah, you know, but, um, does this mean, I, I'm a little confused. Does this mean that, is that G1 Optimus and Alita one and Opt and Megatron and Bumblebee? No, it's close, but it's not. So, so that those flashbacks are a different universe than what it's depicting. It's like so alternate. It's universe like they're telling people. a story. Oh, really? It's like it's it's like a storybook. So, like okay. if you read a storybook historical account of something that happened to us, clearly it didn't look like it was drawn. It's just a depiction of what happened. At this point, they're more treating it as yeah, there was a war, some stuff happened. Don't worry about the details. So I, I think there's two ways you can look at it. One way is that the person who's telling that story is a human who did not experience themselves, did not experience it themselves. So they might not be a, a reliable storyteller in this regard. So this could be a continuation of the G1 universe, which was, was rumored before the show started. Um, but again, that, that would be indicative of that. You know, so, so, so I'll, I'll go into some detail. They talk about the Transformers arrived on Earth at first through the space bridge. This wasn't the Ark crashing into prehistoric Earth um, and the Nemesis crashing into prehistoric Earth and them being in stasis for, for you know, millenniums. You know, it was basically they arrived on Earth in the 80s, it sort of seems like, uh, through the space bridge. And so that, and, and then like Alita 1 was on Earth right away from, from what they depicted. Again, the person telling the story is a human who wasn't really there, so it might not be accurate. Um, but if that is the case, we have a we have a origin that's similar to G one, but but not exactly the same. And they have they have already established that there's at least some fiction about Transformers in their world. They yeah. showed comic books, mm-hmm. and that establishes right. like they, there could also be a cartoon, right? That could have literally been scenes. From their version of the cartoon that aired on their TV, they could have made a cartoon about the Great War, and they just used the G one character models because that way it doesn't look too much like Megatron and Optimus, just a little bit. I hope they yeah. use that that style again in the show, almost to like yeah, if it's like an unreliable narrator sort of thing, like they show us. A, a memory from different people and it's like slightly different, you know, so it just kind of shows like, fun. this is not the real story. Like this is not actually what happened. It's, it's a f- fictitious or biased view of history, which I imagine we're going to have to get some flashbacks. We probably have to find out why Megatron and how Megatron came to be in the status that he is now. Why Bumblebee was, was in hiding for, for things like decades so there's there's things that I, I don't know if they will flesh out I don't know if they'll do it this season or if there are things they'll just sort of say like hey this is this is what it is and you know sure maybe some comic book will tell that story you know once once the new license holder of that gets uh, gets that book and there'll be a an earth spark you know transformers comic it's just funny when when that scene came out right like when people started seeing that scene and sharing it people were just freaking out in the fandom. You know, they were like, is this the new G1 canon? How dare they make these changes? And like, you had to like literally go to those people and plot out this 
point out all the plot holes so they could sleep that evening. Because <laughs> they were just like, no, they changed my G1. It's like, okay, no, this isn't that. It's different. All right, here's your plot holes. Go to bed. Don't, <laughs> don't be dumb, people. Like, I, I saw that at the same time you guys did. I never yeah. once thought it was going to be like, oh, the new G1. Like, no. I never thought that at all. I immediately went to the thing and animated. Why would we even want more G1? We, it's its own thing. Yeah. And it I've been trying to understand the G1 timeline lately. It, it's way past 2022 and stuff they've made in the G1 timeline. And it's very confusing. Yeah, no, the G1 timeline was not meant to be... Um, solvable um yeah because these were those were very much cartoons written for kids where sure you had some canon that was built but you also had a lot of contradictory stuff um his master force took place around now <laughs> well that's not what i'm talking about i'm getting into the japanese stuff i'm talking even just purely what was you know in, in season one through three um you know so i i I don't know. I, I know. I know. Place in two thousand five. That's what we what's, know. What's that? Transformers the movie takes place in two thousand five. Yeah, exactly. The distant future. Ooh, the distant future. Hoverboards. That was um, the first thing I did in the year two thousand five. New Year's Day. I watched Transformers the movie. There you go. I was like, it it's now. It is the year. I thought you were going to say you got on your hoverboard and fell yeah, down. I watched. I was like, ah, it's the year two thousand five. It's now. Ron again pointed out something important that the town's name is Witwicky. Witwicky, Pennsylvania. There you go. Mm-hmm. Whoa, East Coast? It never takes place on the East Coast. Well, cool. I would I would you know, if it's if it's western Pennsylvania, I wouldn't say it's East Coast. Hey, it's Eastern time zone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um they always take place in like Nevada or the yeah. desert. Well, because those are cheap. At one time, it was in Detroit. The desert. Where does Prime take place? It's in Nevada, right? I think so. The desert of Nevada. Robots in Disguise was was very much like... Robots in Disguise is in Tokyo, I think. Or nearby. Well, the the, the newer Robots in Disguise was in in, uh, maybe the desert again. Um, the desert again. Yeah, it's funny. Like I had kind of forgotten about the second Robots in the Sky show, and I just started thinking about it tonight because you know you had the human character, you had you had similar things to what's going on in this show, um, but but I don't know, like that that never really stuck with me that much. That never really held my interest that much. That the problem with that show was the human characters were so. Um, slapstick and, and, and used for cheap laughs. Um, never really any emotional impact, whereas this show, yeah, does have emotional impact and, and everything. So it's, it's it's just a lot better show. I mean, they've, they've marketed this, I like my Facebook feed. Apparently, Facebook thinks I like Transformers for some reason, because I'm in like, you know, 20 Facebook groups. Um, so I get a lot, I've been getting a lot of, you know, EarthSpark ads in my feed. And a lot of it has been like, watch this with your family. And I think they, they've really done a good job of making a show that, you know, my son and I could both sit there and easily watch and be entertained. And, and I think, again, Anna, to your point, you know, for folks who 
haven't really experienced Transformers for for 34 years, they experience when they're kids. Yeah, they'll watch that that flashback scene and they're like, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, this is exactly how it was, and and you know they'll they'll Mandela effect that uh, that's exactly how G one looked. And good for them. Yeah, I mean, I can see why some people would be fearful that they're going to try and erase G one. I mean, I, I don't think you really can, but you know, Star Wars did that. Disney said like, hey, all the legend stuff, all this other stuff, it's not canon anymore. It didn't really happen. Um, so it's, 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 it would have been the first time that a major corporate entity just said, forget everything you heard before. Cause we're just erasing it because it's not convenient for our storytelling. That's mostly only applicable though. If, if Transformers was one big timeline. Yeah. It never has been. It's no. not. It's a bunch of stories. Whenever someone mentions the Transformers canon, I always say there isn't a Transformers canon. There's a bunch of them. I wish there... I so wish there was, though. Just, like, a solid... A story that, like, continued for a long, long time. But the the IDW comics is the best... is the closest we've ever gotten to that. That are the Marvel comics in the 80s. Yeah, but that went against the, every other continuity that existed at the same time. I, I feel like that's different because the stakes were were different then. Yeah. And then it went against that's itself exactly. once you had the spinoff of the British stuff versus the U.S. stuff. Yep. Right. So, it was just, yeah. it was complete bedlam, you know, back then. Yeah. And, and that's probably why we're in the situation we are now. It's like, well, why bother? Why care? Because we're still here and we messed it up royally already like what's what's what damage can we do and and paul to your point like the longest running time-wise continuity we've got with transformers is the movie universe and and even that's contradicted itself wow (laughs) just a little (laughs) yeah yeah, I, I feel like uh, Paul would be like Monkey's Paw that uh, we're like, all right, we're just going to go with the movie universe and that's it. I mean... Yeah, there's your canon. It, I mean, the, the sad thing about that is it's it's so bad already. Like, there's, there's it's the same situation. Yeah, that's true. It's a bummer because you really can't... There's no way to fix that you know so so it's like why but it's like it's like complaining about scale in transformers and like what's the what are you doing you fool like just just let it go but like let, let's face it so many of the things so many of the media that's out there that does have a continuity has contradicted itself so many times like if you look at like comic books like batman superman spider-man yeah i know they're different universes all that but it's just like how many times would new york have been leveled how many times over you know how old would batman and superman and and spider-man have to be given all the you know things that they've experienced in in those books like it's just there's nothing that's out there that's got a really pure canon i think the closest thing we have are some of the smaller contained stuff like like harry potter and 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 um and Star Wars. Um, but those universes are much more tightly controlled. Even the well, MCU again, has got stuff that's contradictory because it's like, oh, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. part of this? Uh, kind of not really anymore. 
Well, again, we've just going to repeat things I say all the time. Transformers is a toy first brand. All those other ones are fiction first. Right. And so they have, like, to them, the story is paramount. For Transformers, it's it's literally the third thing on the list, probably. For Transformers, the story is on paramount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, good night. Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> So, so Paul, you mentioned before that there was something you wanted to discuss at the end of the show. What was that? Oh, just moving, moving, and some thoughts. I was waxing poetic on bin life today, and just uh, thought I would uh, share some of my thoughts and see what you guys think. Because, um, what I'm, I'm, I'm moving house right now. And any Transformers collector will tell you, like, that's the worst thing you can do ever. <laughs> uh, because we tend to amass mass quantities of plastic. Like, <laughs> I filled a bin, one of my large bins, 50-gallon bin, um, last night. And I asked my wife to help me carry it up the stairs. <laughs> And she, she's like, sure. And then she picks it up and she's like, Jesus Christ! It's probably 80 to 100 pounds of, of solid plastic in there. You know, just like, when you think of Transformers in poundage, instead of like number of figures, <laughs> you've really got to rethink your uh, strategy at that point. But um, I guess I... So yeah, moving sucks. Everyone knows that. No, that's not the point. But what was and still is kind of fun is when you have so much stuff that you forget about things mm -hmm. and you get to like re-engage with it. It's like it's like it's like Christmas. It's like opening all these toys that you already have opened but you haven't seen in so long you forget and it's kind of a wonderful experience makes it even though moving all the stuff sucks it's kind of like ooh, like this is a surprise i forgot about this i mean and then it all comes rushing back you're like oh yeah i remember buying this and whatever because there's all these memories attached to these toys but i wanted to everyone makes fun of me for bin life but like yeah i i also pulled out some bins that i had in the back and opened those up and it's just like yeah i have all these toys. it's like it's like you don't need to go buy new ones you just hide your old ones long enough and you bring them out and it's like you, you got them all over again and it's kind of magical. It's it's really great. And that is why I will always advocate bin life. Because you just, you know, when I when I finally go through all my bins, it's gonna be an awesome time. And it's gonna take months, but it's gonna be fun. And um like that's why I've been sharing photos in the in the chat group because I'm just not because I'm I don't know just like I, I, this is fun for me I want to share this with you guys whether it's interesting or not but like I totally forgot that I have an oversized KO of I think it's MP12 or MP11 whatever the star the second star scream or the 1.5 star scream was I have an oversized knockoff of that. In MP3 colors, which is just crazy. Like you can never find that thing today. Let me grab it.
Whoa. That's big. Wow. This thing is insane. I'd like to get an actual three one day in those colors. That thing's I mean, wild. It, it is like one of the crazy things from recent years. And uh, this is this just seems like I mean this is a kind of, I guess Anna what I've realized in the past forty eight hours I have way more third party stuff than I should for as much shit as I give it. <laughs> of course like, you do. I have t- I have just I have bins worth of third party stuff. That thing's oh wild. God, we're so surprised. Because <laughs> in the end, Paul, like the rest of us, you like good toys. You just like to pretend that you ignore them. Well, I mean, I do give credit where credit's due sometimes, but it's it's so, so it's so easy to call bullshit on most of it. I mean, clearly this this should not exist, but the fact that it does, <laughs> like, well, you know, sometimes I'll I'll take it. Look look at how look at his smirk. Can you even see it? It's like kind of bizarre. Yeah, I know. But this is huge. This is like one and a half times the size of the real one. I don't even know it's what to really do big. with it. Did you see there's uh, an oversized knockoff coming out of the uh, Siege Jetfire? I did, and I was like, ooh, that would be pretty cool. But like, you know what? The original is cool enough for me. I don't right. need, I don't need that big piece of crap. So. Yep. But, but that'd be a cool big. Yeah. I was yeah, it's supposed to be the same size as fans' KL. toys. It's supposed to be the same size as fans' toys Phoenix, which I don't quite understand because if you want that toy to go with your fans' toy scale stuff, the plastic quality is going to look totally different. Right. Phoenix is a great toy. If you yeah. want that? Go get it's that. It's like what they did. They did those oversized knockoffs of the movie Grimlock, and I think was it Scorn was the other one. They made the really big ones. No, and Blackout, like... Blackout, and Grimlock, and Scorn, and Scorn. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but they were like they were like ninety dollar KOs, but they were ridiculously massive, and they were good. It's just like it feels so weird to spend to spend good money on a KO. Is a weird thing, even for a KO collector. Right. Well, I also have that chrome, completely chromed gold, oversized um, MP8. What a weird thing! It, it's insane that I have. I already put it away, or I'd show it, but like, which, which one's MP8? Uh, Grimlock. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just all chrome. Every piece of that thing is chromed gold. And it, and I think it, if I remember correctly, it was like eighty dollars, you know, like a few years ago. So I don't even remember. I have the oversized of Grimlock, but not a gold one. Yeah, I don't remember the gold one. I mean, it was by Winbow, Crinbow, whatever, John. I don't know some weird, you know, third level company of a of a shadow company that just has a factory. Who knows. So, but I guess Christian, you just moved, right? Or are in the process? He's in the process. So, I mean, do you have any related discover, you know, personal discoveries of rediscovering stuff or anything? How's your move going? I mean, my my toy's been packed for several months now. I had someone move into my toy room, so oh. that was that was a while ago. Nothing new to discover, though. 
So the question is going to be, is who will fully unpack first? Like, you know, Peter, uh, Christian, Paul, me. I'm still, like, not unpacked. Yeah, I'm glad you added Peter to the mix because he's made it very vocal that he is still not unpacked from moving a year plus back. If everything goes according to plan, I'll be unpacked by summer. I don't plan to unpack everything. I'm actually kind of attempting to turn a new leaf here and kind of take Rob's approach where if you can't, um, if you can't display it, spray it, you know, like get rid of it. I'm going to get halfway there. That's the plan. Rob's the only person who does that. No one else does that. The place I got does not have the Omega toy room. It has the middle toy room. So we're, we're getting there. It'll be more display space than I've ever had, but not so much to display at all. If I were to bet, I would say Christian would be the first one to unpack. Yeah. Thanks, friend. Too. I mean, you, you, you are a single guy living on your own. You know, you don't have That's to true. accommodate for other uh, other family members. You know? Yeah, cat. Yeah. Oh, well, cats yeah. will knock toys over, but Transformers stand up better than most. The cat just meows at you. You don't actually have to take action. You know, when your child is crying, you kind of need to do something or the police come. So, yeah. you know, pack, packing always takes a backseat. Yeah, my packing will start in full tomorrow or this weekend. I don't know if you can see it, but that is a black Zarek in that glass case, like a G1 Black Zarek. I don't know how I'm going to move that thing. I think I'm going to, like, hold it. <laughs> you, yeah, you get something like that you got to hold and take over. Yeah, I mean, that's more, more carefully than you moved it before. Just let your wife move. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not the one that fell out of the box. I was going to say, that's that's say you already dropped one ball, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. That's why I got two. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Myra can't come on this trip. I need her car seat for my toy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, once because I don't want to take it out. I'm not putting it back in the box. I mean, that's the best move is put it back in the box. But you got to put it back in the scorpion mode. And like that plastic made some sounds I never want to hear again. And so it's staying in in robot mode. Like the foot, you know, the foot's gold, and it's on those weird hinges when it turned. And it went like it. It was the sound of the Grim Reaper scythe. Is what I think it was like scraping him <laughs> on, like him sharpening it. You know, it was my first paranormal experience into death, and so I don't, I don't want to go there again. It's very descriptive. You painted a wonderful word picture. Yeah, you got me with that one. Thank you. I'm pretty good. Or I'm trying to be better at that. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do Move. another moving show. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm also moving. Moving, I'm doing two moves. I'm moving these. It's my we're talking about my collection, but I also have inventory that I'm I have to move to a, a separate location. So I'm trying to keep my personal separate from my business side, and that is going to be challenging to be honest. It's always difficult. So I don't know. I could talk about that later when I figure it out and share some things, but. You know, we're all we're all growing up a little bit, and so you got to change your collecting habits for the hopefully the better. And I'm trying. Yeah. I haven't broken anything yet. Just your heart. Just my bank. 
Well, that's always broken. It never really fully heals. Oh, I know. Not but I, I mean, I'll tell you what. This is why I I was talking to Anna today, but this is why I case things is for moving. You know, just because. Yeah, it's easier to. Just moving. You, you just pack those. As careful, you can put all these in a box, and and they're gonna be fine. But like, as careful as you want to be when you have hundreds of toys or hundreds of pieces, like. There's wear on your psyche at some point. You can't spend five minutes on every piece. Like, I don't bubble wrap every single piece and put them in a bin. That's ins- I've seen people do that. And I'm like, that's literally insane. I kind of pi- I'll put, like, levels of, like, right. bubble wrap yeah, and, like, yeah. stack them and, like, literally cram them in there, you know, but, like, carefully. But, um, you know, things yeah. can break along the way just from pressure and just whatever. But that's, you you just live with just it. the way things are, yeah. Yeah. You can't save them all. You can do your best. But the box stuff, you do this so you can be willy-nilly and, you know, you hopefully won't break anything. That's why I'll see Paul start juggling we'll a, a bunch of graded show. toys. <laughs> see me what? I want to see you start juggling a bunch of boxed and graded toys. Look, you can do this and they're fine. Probably not. And <laughs> break another box, Eric. <laughs> All right, well, um, you know, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Uh, mentioned book club this week is going to be Lost Light issues 15 and 16. Um, so, and then next week is going to be Earth Spark discussion. So, there you go. Going to be deep in spoilers next week beyond the first two episodes. There, there we are. Spoil me, Daddy. So, so sign up for your free week of Paramount now. Yeah, yeah, go watch or, it. Or ask your friend who's got it for their password. Right. Care about our opinion. Pretty much watch on everything it. on there in a week that's worth watching. Mm. I don't know. That's My kids like the Paw Patrol stuff. Stay there. Well, NCIS, I mean, it's just not going to watch itself. <laughs> right. Well, no, I think it does. does. I think that the show gets ratings because this audience falls asleep with the TV on and, <laughs> and it's it's, you know. They just don't turn on the, are you still watching this for that exactly. particular show? There's like, <laughs> keep it running. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Raise your flag and go old school. So I don't know what that means. Um, thank oh, you. pirate it. Oh, referring oh, to pirate yes. <laughs> ah, ah, Sorry. Too late. Um, yeah. And thank you to Too slow. The chat. Uh, thanks to Zaldron, to Ron, to uh let's see who else we got adam bomb cassettatune 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 i pray for the day where we actually have enough fans where we don't have to play this game where you read all the comments and figure out who's watching hey you know what i like doing it even if you get a hundred people in here or whatever that's great if you get 100 we'll people, it'll, you. it'll be the last 10 minutes of the show is Lucas. Like, <laughs> uh, Jenkins uh, Prime. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's nice that we do it. I'm sure the, the, the listeners appreciate it. I'm just making fun. So, I don't know. Thank I, you for watching us like in everyone. I appreciate uh, people... 
participating with the show and all that and commenting. So yeah, anyway. it's it's great. Thank Don't you. forget to smash that like button. <laughs> Hook smash that like button. Grimlock smash that like button. Right. Kick butt. Good night, everyone. Well, well thanks, we'll see you guys. Next week, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!